Today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza. Gray Block Pizza, 1811 Pico Boulevard, on the way to the beach. Gray Block Pizza, get that hitter. Today's guest is uh, is a Louisiana, a fellow Louisianian, um, a young man that I'm a huge fan of, a man that's you know uh, has constantly risen against adversity, uphill towards uh, towards a single goal. Um, he's a UFC uh, champion in many people's eyes and a title contender right now. Uh, I am happy to have Mr. Dustin Poirier. Yeah, my, I'm from Covington. That's where I'm from. Okay. So. I think that's uh, between Louisiana and Mississippi. No, Alabama. Yeah, yeah it's like heading towards Alabama. Like off inter, uh, off I-10, I if you're heading towards like, you know, if you pass like I-10 hits like a Jackson exit. Yeah. And then I think that's I-55. And then if you keep going down there. You're closer to like Abita Springs and stuff. Yeah, right yeah. next to Abita yeah. Springs. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Good we brews. Huh? Good beers out there, man. Oh, good beers, yeah. dude. Dude, Avita Springs has this place there where it's like four dead man's curves, like all come together at once. And it's literally like there's a graveyard. Like so many people have died there. Like it's the absolute worst idea. That ever. sounds horrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> two, two hours away from each other. Yeah, there we go, right there. So, what town are you from in Louisiana? I'm from Lafayette. Oh, really? Right okay. there where that red dot is. God's it, country. Yeah, is it really? Better believe it. Yeah? Yeah. So do you miss being at home? Because now you live in Florida. No, I moved to Florida in 2012 yeah. when I first made the switch to American Top Team. Right. And then, uh, you know, I bought a house there. Me and my wife lived there for uh, five years, maybe almost. And, yeah. and then um, we had a daughter. So I sold my house and moved back. I'm, I live in Louisiana. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I just go to South Florida when I do training camp. So I'll go there eight to 10 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I have an apartment there. Yeah, but my home is in Louisiana. So, are there other fighters that are down there in South Florida, like that you get to see when you go there? Like, is like what is that training camp vibe like? Training camp is cra- well. First of all, American Top Team is is just a, a mecca of of not only mixed martial artists but boxers come in and out, kickboxers, jujitsu practitioners. I mean, ju- it's just combat sports headquarters from people from all over the world so there's a, a few guys in the stable that live there yeah but there's a lot of people that it's rotating i mean there's new new people in and out so i always have different training partners when i'm there yeah you know lots of guys from like russia come in we have a lot of guys in that pfl tournament right now so yeah. a lot of russian guys in right now do the russians something something what is wrong with russian people man something's different about them huh i don't know man they're hairy for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude fucking russian people dude i dated this russian girl for a while bro she was crazy bro she was always trying to do like butt stuff to me and stuff she was something's wrong with her to me like she wasn't lucky she, yeah i know but she was wild bro <laughs> she was wild um so when you're in those like these training camps and stuff are people do you are you just training with dudes all day like is there just constant access to different types of of like you know like if you wanted to do like bow staff fighting or you know or can you do jumps. anything yeah anything Nah, i mean uh they probably have some self-defense stuff that they do teach but it's it's normal stuff they have boxing classes jiu-jitsu classes um mixed martial arts classes but then there's a pro team and yeah. we have our own separate schedule so we don't for the most part the pro guys don't train on the normal everyday you know schedule that that the a customer or a family would would come in you know you yeah can't have guys in there oh i see what you're saying beating each other up with their shirts off sweating and bleeding right. all over with kids on the mat and you guys will get bloody in there it you know sparring sometimes gets pretty serious 
Now, yeah, that's a question I have because, like, I'm not a fighter, dude. Like, I'm not even, I don't even think I could really defend myself, you know? Like, I would, if I had a shield, I could. But I don't think if I had, like, just my own body, I could, you know? Um, so when I see people fighting, I'm like, damn, this shit is wild, bro, you yeah. know? Do you, when you guys are doing the practice fighting, the training, how, how, how actual is that to what we see when we're watching the cage? You know, younger guys for sure. It's pretty close to what you see in the cage because these guys are nuts. They're trying to find out if they still, if they are fighters. They're right. finding out. They're they're soul searching themselves. But guys who have a lot of fights, you know, we we kind of train smart and uh, keep it under control for the most part. The grappling and, and wrestling and stuff is live as hard as it goes. You know, like, like it would be a real scramble in a, in a fight, right? With the grappling and submissions and stuff like that. But when it comes to the kickboxing and, and boxing and stuff, there are moments where it gets heated, but most of the time it's. Pretty under control. Yeah. Yeah. So so right now you're down in Florida and your family's in Louisiana. No. So when I go to Florida, I'm back in Louisiana now. Okay. Uh, when I go to Florida, my family comes with me because I'm there does. eight or 10 weeks. You know, I fly my wife and daughter out. Right. Because uh, I just can't stay away from my family. I'm a family man. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love my girls and, and I need them with me, especially going through training camp. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was supposed to fight Nate Diaz November 3rd in, in Madison Square Garden. Joe Rogan, dude, I'm ta- I've called Joe one time and... Um, and we're talking about something, and I told him, I was like, dude, I'm a Dustin Poirier fan. He's from the same state as me. And he goes, do you want to go to the Poirier-Diaz fight? And I was like, yeah, oh, my God, bro. I was so excited. But I had to work that night in Buffalo. But you guys got – so what happened? You're My uh, my hip is, is pretty jacked up. That's why I'm out here in L.A. Yeah. I'll be here until Wednesday. I'm having some uh, stem cells and synovial fluid injections in my hip joint on Wednesday morning. Right. So that should be ease the pain a little bit. I have two tears in my labrum. Uh-huh. And because of that, it's causing some bone-on-bone. And it's just really painful, man. Is Any, it? Yeah. Anytime I get stretched out or overextended in a stride, or uh, I, I just pay for it really bad. So, like, where do you pay for it in the muscle, or where the muscle hits the bone? No, in in the actual joint where the where the oh wow the top of your bone goes in. You know, the ball and socket joint yeah. where, you, where your where your hip bones meet. Yeah, Because yeah. a lot of people have to get those replaced sometimes as they get older. Yeah, I mean, I gotta try to take best care of it so that doesn't happen. But. Are you worried about like like is that like a bigger worry than just having to step out of this fight? Um, you know, honestly, talking to the doctors, they think surgery is going to be like inevitable sooner. We're going to it's going to have to happen, but this will buy me a few camps, this uh, stem cell and stuff and and let me do, do my training a little bit pain, you know, less pain. But, uh, dude, I just, if, if, if it lasts me until the world championship, then I'm golden. You know, that's all I want. I just want to be the world champion. Then you can cut my hips off and whatever. (laughs) You can cut my fucking legs off. You can fucking tie me to a skateboard. You can cut my arms and legs off. Yeah. Is that the thing? So, like, I was th- I was actually talking to a friend of mine. I called a friend of mine today who lives down in um, New Iberia, actually, on the way up here. I was just, you know, excited you were coming in. I was like, hey, man, I got Dustin Poirier coming in today. And um, and we were just talking about, um, like, well, I wonder what drives, like, a fighter at a certain point. And do you think that the drive to fight has been different from when you started to where you're, to what your kind of drive is now? Does it evolve? Because I can imagine as you get old, like as you get older, like, you know, when you're young, you kind of like had that frenetic youthful energy. And when you're an adult, it's you get a little bit more articulate as to like what your plan is. Has any of that, have you noticed any of that in yourself? For sure, man. That's uh, definitely a lot of, a lot changes. I had my first mixed martial arts fight when I was 18 years old. Yeah. You know, I'm 29 now. So 11 years later, you know, I still have love for the fight but it's just i'm fighting for different reasons you know i've uh, found out the the first reasons i was fighting for i've discovered those things and found out more about myself and 
and now I'm here. You know, you you mature and grow in the sport and as a person, and now I'm a father and, and a husband yeah. and stuff. Things change in your life, right? Fighting, still fighting, but uh, yeah, I'm fighting for different reasons now. You know, I got people depending on me. That's the biggest motivation I could ever ever have. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you feel that like that now? You now it's like, yeah. I wonder sometimes. I guess would you have to evolve for different like not passions but different things that drive you yeah and uh like i said man i got mouths to feed and i'm trying to leave a legacy i'm at a point in my career where the next moves are, is, is is huge you know yeah yeah um so. yeah do you think yes yeah, you start thinking about like you know michael bisping he does a, um you know he does I, actually i was watching an interview you did with him the other day which was pretty funny it was after one of your fights yeah um and he's like you know he's works with fox now and does fights stuff like that do you think about that kind of stuff or do you think about like would you like to train maybe in the future like train younger guys or do you have that, some of those thoughts uh I, i'm gonna be in fighting some some way or another but oh, like love it. yeah i mean i am this this yeah. is what i am but um everything oh, i have every wild. everything i have in my life dude I, everything i have is from from these two things <laughs> right here and, and my, in my brain you feel me i didn't finish high school i i had you know low paying jobs yeah. you know and and now everything i have is, is is an empire built on off of fighting and chasing my dreams so i can't turn my back on this i'll never i'll always be part of fighting somehow yeah uh, training people is not a huge passion of mine but right. being part of the sport is like helping professional fighters is something that i would like to do yeah. but um like training families and, and kids and stuff it's in jujitsu i'll have a lot of buddies who open gyms and that's what they do now and right that's not a big passion of mine but you know Another five, six, seven years, we'll see. Maybe it will be. But right now, it's just, I'm, I'm addicted to the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you, so, dude, so how, were you like, I mean, were you just devastated when you realized that you couldn't go on that fight, bro? Because that's, I mean, wait, how did you feel, man? Yeah, it was co-main event, Madison Square Garden, pay-per-view. Oh, dude. It's a huge fight. It's huge. It's like exactly where <clears throat> things were headed. Right. And I took this fight because... It was a, it was like a fight for my legacy. It's Nate yeah. Diaz. He's really hot right now. You yeah, know, coming off of um, two of the biggest UFC pay per views ever b uh, before the Conor Khabib, and uh, it was just a, a crazy timing for this fight to come together. But it, it sucks. I had to pull out. But you know, I, I think that shows maturity on my part. You know, when I was younger, I probably would have kept going. I would have wouldn't right. have said a word. I wouldn't have told my manager or the UFC that I was injured. I would have fought, and then you know. But now I, I just gotta look at it as a whole. I'm trying to be professional with this. You know, I'm injured. Um, yeah. I can't run sprints. I can't throw kicks right now. So yeah, that's that's, that's a big part of my training. Oh, that's huge. Oh, a hundred percent, man. Yeah, I was watching some of your fights this uh, this past weekend, and like, yeah, it's like, dude, that kicking is fucking crazy. Like, how do you do that? Because you got to pay attention to somebody's hands, and then they got their fucking feet. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, usually you don't want to throw. You want to put something in their face, throw punches or combinations, or make them think something else before you kick. You don't want to just throw dry kicks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, what does a dry kick mean? Just I, I just call it dry kick. Um, just a kick by itself. You usually want to set it up with something, like put some, throw a hand combination or just something to to distract them from the kick. Right. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying, dude. Yeah, I watched one. They had a fight that you had done with this guy Cub Swanson. Remember a while yeah. back? That dude looked like he. It looked like he had like nine arms, bro. That dude. It seemed like it was fighting like a. It looked like you were fighting 40 raccoons. That guy was just, it was like a, he's like a tornado or something, it seemed. Yeah, like. he's a vet, man. Been around a long time. I grew up watching that guy fight. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, in WEC, you know. He, would it be, so is it scarier if you grew up like watching a guy or do you have any thoughts like that when you go in? Like, is there any, is it, is there any like fear about the actual guy or is there fear about the, the cage? Is there fear about the, like, what is that kind of like when you go into the fight? Uh, there's not a lot of, f of fear. It's just a lot of anxious energy, you know, yeah. um, the unknown, um, 
but yeah, anxious energy. Yeah, just a lot of anxious energy. But but uh, a guy like Cub, you know, I I take pride in fighting those kind of guys. Like oh yeah, guys I grew up watching, like him and Eddie Alvarez. My last fight. You oh know? yeah, dude, that guy's a journeyman. That guy's fought like forty times. Or dude, something. he's like he has every belt of every major organization. Yeah. You know, and he's now he's going to one FC and chasing another one. Jesus. But uh, I, I take pride in that, and I'm and I'm happy with that because, like they say, you know, work until idols become rivals, and that's where we're at now. You know, I'm fighting these guys. I've thought, man, I used to go to Buffalo so Wild Wings cool. with my wife and be like, well, my God, we're watching this guy, you know, and now I'm in the cage with them. That's fucking so cool, yeah, bro. Yeah. It Dude, is that's the same way I feel about comedy. It's like sometimes I, like I'll be in a green room and like Rogan's in there or Bill Burr's in there and I'm like, damn, dude, this is crazy. And like, and they're not looking at me like I'm a weird guy and right. I'm not the server. You right. know? <laughs> that's crazy. So how, um, so like, so you have this moment now where you, so you have to step aside from this fight to make sure you're well. And then what, like, so does did you have to talk to Diaz before that, or how does that kind of break down? No, I uh, speak with my my management and then with the UFC matchmakers and stuff like that. Yeah, but this is a quick a uh, uh, a quick turnaround for me. If if my hip body takes good to the stem cells, they're saying I'll be training in three weeks. Oh wow! And and hopefully I'll be a lot less pain and range of motion will be better and. Uh, We'll see, but but I'm gonna you know keep good energy and and have yeah. a good mindset about it. I'm pretty sure it'll help me out. Yeah. Do you feel that? So now would the Diaz fight then be hopefully rescheduled, or does he go on to fight somebody else? I don't even know how that works. It, it's different in every in every case. But I saw um, interview Dana White saying he didn't want to rebook this fight, but uh, if they do want to, I'm open for it for sure. Right. Yeah. So if they do want to rebook it, you'll just yeah. If you want to move can, it to January, or whatever. Let's yeah. Do exactly. It. That that's perfect. Right. Yeah. Damn, January's perfect, bro. <laughs> get the holidays out of the way. Yeah, my birthday's January nineteenth, so try to get it in before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy to celebrate. Yeah, man. Uh, so when you're at home right now, like, what's that like? I mean, you got the family life going on. I saw you guys have a beautiful little girl. Thanks. She's beautiful, man. Thank you, man. Um, and and you met your wife in Louisiana. Yeah, in middle school. Oh, really? Yeah, Damn. crazy. Yeah, middle school, man. I haven't looked there in a while. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> but uh. And, and so you guys were just like sweethearts, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, been together off and on all through middle school, through her high school, while she was in high school, and then we got married, you know, at 20 years old. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's so like South, that's so like, uh, like, that's so like kind of Louisiana, that's so that area you're from. People do that, man. Oh, that's awesome, huh? Yeah, that was, uh, we were watching some dolphins in Destin, Florida. That was after this last fight, we went on a little vacation. And does your daughter know that you fight? Does she think you wrestle? Like, does she have any thoughts? Does she's, she see anything? She's putting it together now, man. Because, like, when I leave the house, she says, Dad's punch, punch. Like, she knows I'm going. <laughs> right. She goes to the gym. She hits the bag. She knows about it. She, yeah. she puts on my MMA gloves and boxing gloves and runs around the house trying to hit me. Oh, uh, that's she, cool. She, I don't know if she can put it all together, but she knows I do something with ass whipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's great. <laughs> So now with the so with the DS thing, man, like so you don't reach out. Did you reach out to him after? Was there any like communication after? Did he say that he was bummed out? Like uh, he's talking shit, saying I'm faking an injury and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, people are gonna say what they want, you know, fans and him and whoever else. But I have two tears in my labrum. You know, like yeah. I can't fake this. You know, this is really really painful. Right. And I, this was gonna be my fortieth fight. I've never pulled out of a fight or missed weight in my life. Like right. I don't, I'm not scared to fight somebody. Come on. Yeah. You're ready to fight. This is how I eat. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Are, were you disappointed? So you're disappointed that this happened. Of course. Yeah, yeah. This is a huge blow to like what I had plans of. Yeah. You know, I was I was going to beat Diaz and then challenge for the title beginning of next year. Sometime I was hoping. Yeah. But uh, and everything happens for a reason, man. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
do you guys have so well, well this will give you at least time like over the holiday like i guess over the holidays then you'll be able to like there'll be a lot of excitement probably amongst your family and like energy kind of moving up towards the fight yeah and and it's you know i don't get to spend a lot of time home i've been fighting so often since we moved back to louisiana that i'm in the house a month two months and we're back in florida wow. for two three months and then you know so at least i'll be home for the holidays most likely and um yeah i have a non-profit i'm gonna do something for uh thanksgiving and uh in yeah, man, we're gonna make a donation to that too dude oh, dope. yeah i saw it on your website so awesome. uh that's really awesome and you so yeah it seems like a lot of that's part of your story like you like you you like like when you think about helping people like is there a certain group that you think about helping or like where do you think like help is needed when you think about that kind of stuff so my nonprofit is just like um whatever we think at the moment that we can help and make a difference in the in our local community we do it so right. i don't I have saw like, you guys were doing backpacks for kids and yeah, school supplies yeah. this year that's yeah, we, awesome we did, we did that after the last fight 500 backpacks and school supplies for the whole school the whole middle school that me and my wife went to actually wow um, yeah start a little dating club over there you actually know? bro yeah speed dating <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh no nah, we just do whatever's happening in the community and yeah. right now thanksgiving's coming up and i'm back home so we're gonna do uh Full plates for Lafayette is is the name of of the thing we're doing now, uh-huh. and uh, we're just gonna have a pickup a couple of days before Thanksgiving, and I'm gonna have you know you're from Louisiana, you know what a plate lunch is. Oh, dude! But I'm gonna have thousands. I'm gonna shoot for like three or four thousand plate lunches wow. filled with Thanksgiving food, and then people can just come pick them up. That's awesome. Whoever whoever man. needs it, that's that's what we're doing next. Cool, man. We're gonna make a thousand dollar donation to that. Uh, that's incredible. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it too. That's so cool. I appreciate you being out here, uh, and I love that, man. Yeah, I think there's a like. And that's one thing I miss about being, like, at home a lot of times. It's just, like, out here everything is so, like, separated, bro. Yeah. Shit is so, it's just, like, everything's, like, work out here, and you don't get a lot of feeling of, like, familiarity and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. My wife was just talking about it the other day when we got back home, because I've only been home for uh, a week, or you know, and I had to leave again, obviously, to come here. But we went to the grocery store, and she was saying, like, how, how nice people are, you know? and like Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just so different in, like, Miami area, or I'm sure out here. I haven't been here long enough, but people are just so quick, quick, you know? out out there back in louisiana man it's it's people want to know what's going on they want to talk they want to help you out yeah it's for the most more part. relaxed yeah. yeah for the most part um what do you guys have planned for the halloween well my daughter's finally old enough to to know what's going on and dress up so we're gonna bring her around the neighborhood yeah 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 we, we were at home last halloween so she was only one years old then but and do you dress up like a fight like in your like fight stuff when you go to for the halloween no nah, i don't do too much dressing up yeah yeah just that's for the kids. Yeah, it's for the kids. Right man. on. What about when you were a kid? What was Halloween like when you were a kid? Oh, we actually got a question right here. This came in from this guy. Looks like he already lost a fight. You <laughs> can see this on the YouTube or not. Here, we'll listen to this one real quick. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Theo. Big fans of both of you boys. And I was just wondering if you had any good Halloween stories or uh, memories that you'd like to share and what you're going to dress up as this year. Thank you. <laughs> good luck to both of you. There you go. Good timing. Yeah, good timing, man. I uh, I'm not, I'm not dressing up, man. Nuh-uh. Nah, I'm not dressing up. Now, what if your daughter wanted you to dress up when bro? she's old enough to ask me and 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 really want me to? Then that's a different story. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about she, stories back in the day? I don't really, dude. I don't. Never, never dressed up. Nah, I mean, <laughs> really? nah. I don't have any memories of that, bro. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but do you remember like Halloween, like when you were at school and stuff? Like, like you know, they would. I don't really. <laughs> not really. Yeah, I guess not, huh? But they do it over there, huh? Oh, for sure, big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't go to a whole lot of school, honestly, man. Really? Yeah. So, did you like learn a lot at home, or what was going on there? Oh uh, yeah, kind of. 
I started getting in trouble in middle school. Um, and when you say trouble, were you a fight? Like, were you just like fighting people? Yeah, stuff like that. Getting expelled from middle school for fighting Damn. and stuff like that. But I got put in a uh, alternative program and put back in the right grade. Yeah. And then I went to ninth grade. And then I got in a bunch more trouble and did a little bit of ninth grade in juvenile detention. And then I just didn't go back to school. So, so do you think like what caused all of that? Because because you were probably the dude. Then if I was at school with you, I'd be like, "Fuck, that guy's a fucking dick," you know? <laughs> or that guy's like, I'd be scared of that guy. Nah. Were uh, kids like, was it just like a kind of a tough environment or was it like you guys like just like to fight or what? Yeah, was I, I'm from Northside of Lafayette, Louisiana. It's a tough area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just always getting in trouble and, and scrapping and doing things I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. And school just wasn't your thing. No, nah, it wasn't yeah. my thing. And you got out. Yeah. Damn, that's freaking wild, bro. Just yeah, like, man. I'm looking out of here. <laughs> and that's back I when, actually got arrested for truancy for not going to school. Did you really? Yeah. 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 When in like eighth or ninth grade? Yeah. Mm hmm. Because there was some point, I remember, like, after eighth grade, first of all, like, oh, like 70% of the black kids at our school were gone after eighth grade, bro. Like, I didn't know where any of them went, right? right? If they weren't playing sports, a lot of them were out. And then, yeah, and after night, a lot of kids left. Like, in Louisiana, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. A lot of kids just fucking jetted, Just bro. start working, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or just get in, like, especially if their family had a job or something like that. What kind of work did you get into? I uh, did cement work. I did... Uh building decks, construction work. And then I, when I was 18, I got a decent job with a buildings distribution company. Yeah. And we would go to job sites and like deliver doors and just brand new houses or everything they, they need, trim doors, windows. I, I, I did that for a couple of years. Yeah? Yeah. And, did, and at what point did you were like, man, this isn't for me? I, I was fighting during those oh, times. Oh, you already fighting? Yeah, yeah. I was fighting when I was 18. But I did that and I had benefits at the place. So I didn't want to quit the job because, you know. I was, and you have I was your lady like, with you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you had to support that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was making like such little money that I, I was just working because I needed the benefits and I was fighting. So yeah. you know, damn, um, I was bro. still working. I was still working when I was fighting in the WC. I think even in the UFC, I was still working. Was there a night? Was there what was that moment like where you're like, okay, now I at least make have enough income where I don't have to do a side job? Dude, was that that was huge part of my of of my life? Because yeah. I was like, I'm finally. You know, people run around and say they're a professional fighter, but they're not really feeding their family and and paying their bills being a professional fighter. Yeah, yeah. Technically, they comedy. are. Yeah, right. It's like you 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 kind of say you are for a long time, but until somebody sees you fucking on a real stage on television or something, right. it's just like. But even then, I was on television. I was still working. You know. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I got to finally walk away from my my work and commit 100 percent to fighting, it was it was a, you know, I felt like the sky opened up and the sun was shining on me. Like we made it. You know, we we really have a chance at this. That's crazy, yeah. man. And the wildest thing about your profession, like at least. You know, in so many professions, you can kind of be anywhere, you know, there's a billion lawyers, you know, and there's a billion, you know, there's and there's tens of thousands of comedians. But in your profession, there's only like it just keeps getting smaller towards the top until you have the strap. Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, lots of fighters nowadays. It's such a popular sport. Yeah. And it's not like we find out who the best is. You know, we fight each other and find out who the best is. So that's that's a pretty cool way to uh you know, filtering out everything. Yeah. When you look back at like a fight that you, if you could have a, another fighter do, do one over, it could even be one that you won or it could be one that you didn't. Uh, do you have any that pop into your head that you're like, oh, that one? Um, One that sticks out for sure is the Conor McGregor fight. I uh, just way too emotional. Yeah. You know? I just cared too much about everything going on and read too much about what people thought. And, and was he know. a celebrity at that point, really? No, nah, not really. I mean, he was. He was. Right. A lot of people, he had a lot of hype around him, but he wasn't the guy he is now, you know? Right. 
Yeah, now it's almost like he's uh yeah, now he's more of a celebrity oh, huge. than a fighter. Yeah. Or not more than, but it's like equal. Also, equal. Yeah. And it's different. It's different when people become that. Or I notice anyway, like in stand up, like Dave Chappelle will come into the comedy club mm-hmm. and he's like a celebrity. You know, when he gets on stage and he'll I mean he's a funny guy, but he's but if Bill Burr comes in, Bill Burr is a comedian. Like right. Bill Burr does his fucking job. He murders every time. Like Chappelle is a little bit more like, oh, look at me, where Bill Burr is like sneaks in, does his fucking work really good and, and leaves, you right. know? I feel that. Um for the love of the craft. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you start to see that in your in your line of work too? Like some guys when they become celebrity, like it seems different. Yeah, people change for sure. Yeah. Start making money. Um, people start running up to them for autographs and, and they start getting that you know, recognition in public and stuff. People change for sure. Yeah, the ego is dangerous, huh? Yeah, man. Do you worry about that? Nah, because I'm in it for the scrap, you know. Yeah. I, I try to walk away from that type of stuff, you know. I'll, right. If I think, if I see a bunch of guys wearing UFC shirts, I'll put the hoodie on and <laughs> kind of turn, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just want to win the belt. Yeah, I just want to win the belt, man. That's all I want. I yeah. just want to be the world champion. And then I'll go back to delivering windows. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that really that goal? I mean, is that, so that's the thing? That's the, you just want to be the best? Yeah, of course I would. I would love to stay in the sport for a long time and make, a shitload of money but i just want to say that i did it i want to have the ufc championship around my waist you know all these years with my wife struggling and and taking food out of the out of the grocery basket because we couldn't afford it and, and making ends meet and and you know sacrificing a lot i just want to say it was all worth it because yeah. once you become the world champion you know that's forever yeah and uh you know that's that's what i'm trying to do honestly damn that's powerful man that's really really cool that's so inspirational can you hear my crotch making a rustling sound I can't either. My crotch is dead asleep right now. That's because it's all softened up in these me undies. Me undies, man. It's like a just it's like just tying a bunch of soft, chubby babies right around your junk. Me undies are the best underwear ever. They're made from micromodal fabric. It's three times softer than regular cotton. You know cotton that comes in the top of vitamins? It's three times softer than that. MeUndies has multiple fun prints, and each month they have matching socks and bralettes. So if your lady wants that bralette, you can get that bralette. 100% satisfaction guaranteed you're going to love these underwears. And to get 15% off your first pair and free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash weekend. And I'm telling you right now. My crotch is locked up in MeUndies. Go to MeUndies.com slash weekend for 15% off your first pair. It's a great gift. Come on, guys. Support the podcast. Thank you very much. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Think, have you ever been in, in a space before? What did it look like? Do you remember? Could have been Square. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics. Squarespace. Squarespace. It's that all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Look, if you have a business and it's just you're hoping people drive by or stumble in, or you're hoping there's a storm and everybody runs into your business to buy your product, that might happen. But what's definitely going to happen is people are going to see your product online. And Squarespace has that all-in-one platform to create a beautiful website 
uh, domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools. It's award-winning, 24-7 customer service. That means if it's 4 a.m., dude, you can wake up and get that assistance. Uh, you can head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash Vaughn to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash Vaughn to save 10% off Squarespace. Does your wife work as well? It's not really any of my business, but... No, uh, she worked throughout my whole career, and then um, when we moved to Florida... She was actually in school in Louisiana. She followed my crazy ass dreams and pulled out of school, out of college, and uh, moved with me to South Florida and then started working a, a normal job. And um, she worked until she had the baby. Yeah. Yeah. And does she come to the fights or is Everyone. It... Really? Everyone. Dude, my wife used to, me and her in Louisiana, <laughs> I rode a bicycle to work. She, we were. You, we would both use her car. She would pick me up after she worked all day and bring me oh, to the gym. Dude, wild, she used to drive bro. me to like like Charles at these Motel 6, <laughs> dude, gunshots and stuff. And outside, she would do uh, crazy, man. She's been my dog, man. Has she been? Yeah, she's been. She's She's, awesome, she's an bro. anchor, bro. Yeah, she, I wouldn't, for sure, I wouldn't be as, as far in my career without her. Yeah. Yeah. And because what is that? Because there's a, you, you always have that home. That home is always there. It It, it is. And, uh, you know, just. She just balances balances me out, man. And yeah. I don't, no telling what I would be doing, you know, if I wasn't married all these years. I'd probably been cutting up and getting oh, into yeah. trouble and not as focused. Oh yeah, definitely not as focused. But I have a we have a team, me and my wife. Not to sound cheesy with this, but we have a team and and we had goals that we set. Right. And, and uh, no, well, look, it's working, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a huge part of my my fighting success. My wife, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Nick, do you have something? Yeah. Uh, so. Going first of all, I want to thank you for especially the Eddie Alvarez two and Joseph Duffy. I won a lot of money on you. Uh, you, were, yeah. you were almost a two, <laughs> two to one underdog on Joseph Duffy. That was absurd. Uh, but uh, so thank you. But uh, going back to that Connor fight when you were fighting at one forty five, like how much are you depleted fight night? Do you feel fresh by and now you're at one fifty five? Are are you fresh by fight night when you cut that much weight, or does it have an effect on your performance? I'm sure it has some some effect. I don't feel it as much at 55, mm -hmm. even though I'm, I'm cutting a lot of weight to make 55. 55 is not easy anymore. Mm -hmm. This last fight with Eddie Alvarez, fight night, uh, I left the place I was staying at to go to the arena. I was 178, so Damn. I put on you know, 20, 23 pounds. Mm -hmm. I'm still cutting a lot of weight, mm -hmm. um, but at 45, I felt really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what is it? You just feel like weak, like there's not a lot of water in your cells, so you're probably... You kind of... For me, I, I, maybe people's symptoms are different i just felt a little off balance I, I felt like foggy in the head yeah um i felt my muscles would get fatigued when i when i would squeeze like they would just a pump would come really quick and i it just weird feeling my whole body it felt a little flat-footed sometimes yeah like i put the weight on and my muscles didn't suck it up it was just like in between my skin kind of mm. it's a weird feeling man felt jiggly almost yeah yeah do, do you have you noticed everything do you are you like really in tune with your body like can you kind of like because you're constantly i mean your body is your it's your occupation almost. Yo, I'm very into my body. Yeah. yeah. So you can kind of feel all the time what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it, it, do you, are you more weary these days of like pushing the envelope sometimes? Because, you know, as you, you know, you're 29 now, as you get older, it's like, yeah, it's like the years start to become crucial. You know, in the last few years, I've noticed like when I was younger, I can train every day, three times a day, as hard as I want and be fine. Wake up the next day and, and do whatever. But now, like, if I have a hard sparring session, I wear that, that, 
you know bumps and bruises for a couple of days after that right so, so my training kind of uh like a bang over kind of dude like, like a hangover but for fighting <laughs> yeah 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 exactly exactly <laughs> yeah man uh like when you were young you could drink every night wake up and Oh, yeah. Start over, right? Yeah, you could do whatever you want. Well, you could cut your fucking leg off when you were young. That <laughs> would grow back. I felt like it was yeah. a different time. Yeah, bang over, man. <laughs> I know, bang over. Yeah. Um, so, it, so if this fight, so after this stem cell stuff, you'll know if you're ready to rock again then. Yeah, I, I'm going to talk to the doctor again um, Tuesday, they said, and then I'll go in Wednesday morning. But uh, everybody reacts differently to stem cells. Hopefully, my body reacts really well to it. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of the pain away and gives me back my range of motion take some of the inflammation out um but i'll be back in three weeks to training wow yeah yeah i got stem cells it's where they take your blood out and then take the cells out of it and inject them into you that's prp oh that's prp that's yeah. what i got i got that in my hair yeah just to keep this <laughs> fucking, fucking class going dude. bro <laughs> keep that shit up bro <laughs> dude you, i mean i fucking feel like squirrel I get, master bro if i get hunt, if i was down by you i might get hunted <laughs> you know, i feel like fucking daniel boom dude it's kind of crazy when i go outdoors in louisiana if i'm out at night bro and i'll turn around there'll be a lot of raccoons behind me <laughs> I swear to God, bro. Oh, man. When's the last time you've been tiki tubing? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's no. been a while. What is it? Not a, that's, that's right around your area, up Denham Springs area. Oh, tiki tubing? Yeah, man. Tiki what is that tubing. when people get tiki torches and go to? No, 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 no. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if it's a river or some stream that's miles long. People go up there with their, they have like. Oh, the ice chest yeah, and all yeah. that? Yeah, and it shit yeah. floats down. It's like a slow... Look, there you go. Tiki tubing Denham Springs, man. Oh, yeah, dude. I've been... I thought you brought that mullet out there a time or two. I, I was wrong. <laughs> Dude, we went You're not and, from uh, <laughs> we, we went in the Boga Chitter River, right? This is like, which I don't even know if it's a river. I honestly feel like it's an outlet from a business. I feel like it should be definitely shut down, like condemned. <laughs> and I remember one time we're like going and there's like this bend in the river. And this dude is out there with a girl and they're just shooting a gun into the water, right? And they're on a date. It's like this guy. It's like That's romantic, of, bro. Yeah, it was <laughs> romantic, bro. You're popping off. So we start coming around this bend and we keep getting closer and they're just still shooting into the water. You know, this guy's obviously trying to fuck. <laughs> so I'm yelling. I'm like, hey, bro, can you guys stop shooting the gun? And the guy yelled back. He's like, why? <laughs> because there's literally like 20. It's going to almost be like a game you would see at a carnival where like, you know, people are trying to get those little ducks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fucking idiots. We, we That's had, Louisiana, man. We had two being in, in Wisconsin on the Apple River and that was Wisconsin's uh, Mardi Gras. Basically, they were just like people had beads and girls got wild. And uh, for some reason, at the end of the river, there was always a Jack Johnson concert. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh, do, what do you miss about growing up in Louisiana? Like, do you miss anything about being young or do you feel like was that the best time of your life? Is this the best time of your life? I mean, they're, they're both awesome. Yeah. You know, um, was y'all's family pretty close? My family was my, my like my mother and uh her mom and dad, we were close there, but my family was kind of spread out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of miss the, uh, the innocence of the beginning of my fight career. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I, I kind of missed that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a fun time in my life. But, uh, growing up in Louisiana was fun, man. You know, picking pecans and getting into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that like, I start to think about that too. Like I didn't realize that like the journey part of it, Right. was like the crazy was gonna be the craziest part right you know now it's a little bit more like business it's still fun yeah you know even with comedy you know like not to compare them but it's still exciting like you know the shows and the right. you know and the preparation and the and doing the little shows to get to the big shows right but the yeah but the like i remember hanging my groceries outside of like i was in kansas city one winter and i would buy groceries and then hang them out of the it was freezing outside so i'd hang them out the window at night to fucking keep cold and then bring them in in the morning to thaw out and then eat lunch you know 
but it yeah. was like things like that were going to be the best you yeah know? yeah for sure man like the struggle journey sometimes. bro yeah the yeah. journey yeah the journey's kind of the wildest part right but it's all still fun for sure man yeah yeah so how many more fights do you have to have to get to the to, to get to the belt we'll see i, I mean uh i think I'm, I'm ranked number three right now so it's khabib is the champ then tony ferguson then connor then me yeah um connor just fought khabib tony probably is, is gonna fight khabib next so i'm after that right yeah so now so why was diaz the fight that you got that you got put into then if he's not in those three he's ranked a 10 i believe oh it is? was just a fun fight that i mean sometimes you get the right matchups that you know are going to be a banger and this one's yeah. one of them you know this damn one dude i met his brother one time bro and i was that that guy was wild enough man uh, <laughs> nick diaz yeah 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 man they got something like uh yeah they're fighters man for sure they're fighters no doubt about it do you think about when you go in now is it more about like do you think about like do you prepare for the fighters weaknesses and, and strengths or is because i'm watching some fights when you were young and it was almost like letting like a dog loose from one side of the ring you know right like you know uh when somebody's dog we get loose and suddenly it was fucking coming at you yeah you can't do nothing about it you just, <laughs> can't do nothing yeah, about just scream it. yeah that's it bro <laughs> it was like all you could fucking do is scream You're watching a like watching a car wreck you yeah just, oh shit like damn this car is just gonna keep on yeah. wrecking bro um <laughs> Do you, is there more strategy involved now? Yeah, this is uh, it's definitely an art now. Back in those days, it was just it was a fight, and it still is a fight, but it's definitely more technical, man. We we break down footage. My coaches do. We train specifically for certain guys, and uh, that's one good thing about American Top Team. There's so many guys there. Yeah, that like if I'm fighting a Diaz, we have tall guys who I can spar with. Oh, we that's have dope. we have southpaws. We have he, he's you know obviously a really good jiu-jitsu practitioner we have guys who are great in jiu-jitsu a lot of black belts on the mat so like all bases are covered when you're at a big camp like that that's yeah. one of the benefits that's one of the values yeah. did uh did platinum mike perry ever be down there i've never seen him there no. you haven't that no. guy's wild bro. i think he i think he trains a lot in in uh northern part of florida maybe yeah he's, he's in, in new Jackson mexico Wink now okay Is he? yeah is there any fighters out there that like people don't know about that are like you know like is the toughest guy you've ever met is it is that been in the cage or is, has that been in the streets, you think? Uh, I don't do any street fight. I haven't been in a street altercation, maybe like the gym or something. There, there's incredible guys that you've never heard of coming from all over, man, that I run into in the gym um, that are, you know, for, uh, hopefully they make a name for themselves or get a break and, and get that moment of spotlight where they show who they are. But there's lots of great, you know, everybody who's in the UFC has made it there and then they're incredible fighters. But there's so many guys out there that haven't made it there yet or that are fighting on smaller shows that are just as good as a lot of these guys yeah yeah dude <clears throat> do um do you, so when you say like get a break like what kind of break has to kind of happen like do you have to have a manager that gets you a fight like how much of that kind of stuff goes on behind the that's scenes? a little bit of politics of course but like beating the right guys yeah. um maybe let's just say there's a matchmaker for the ufc who's watching this up and comer and uh you're his opponent you go out there and and beat his ass like, yeah not, now the matchmakers are looking at you like wow who's this kid like that kind of break just the right matchups the right eyes on the fight yeah the right the right platforms to to really show who you are yeah and, but nowadays man there's so many uh, streaming organizations that are on online and they have fight pass that, oh, are, yeah. that are giving all these guys uh a place to fight where, where a lot of eyes can see it so there's a lot more opportunities now yeah yeah dude i remember when i was they had this thing for a while it was like gay dudes were fighting at bars right and they would set up like a ring or something and they would have two gay dudes with fist fight and uh and people <laughs> would bet on it and shit i remember that dude yeah. i think that was yeah when i was at lsu for a while 
Wow. I don't know what happened to that shit. It might have got shut down. It, cockfights. <laughs> yeah, it was cockfights, I think. <laughs> I think it was like really AAA, you know? Um, do you think that you could fight an animal ever, bro? Do you think it's ever going to get to that? What? <laughs> like a bear? All right, yeah, I don't know. Like, if you think, like, I thought, like, if like you could... Like a kangaroo with gloves on? Like, yeah, if you could fight, yeah, could you fight a couple of fucking body shot that thing. <laughs> could you, would you really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I would... Can they kick? What's the rules? I don't know. That's a good question. What is the rules? <laughs> yeah, I, sometimes I just wondered that. Like, if you, like, if I was a fighter, right? That's what I think about. Like, if I was a fighter, you know, and I could fight, and when then I would st- stop thinking, like, oh, would I quit fighting people? Yeah. And want to start fighting animals. That's you know? a Nate Diaz kangaroo. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It, it did look He's, like Nate Diaz a little. <laughs> pull up the uh, Nate Diaz kangaroo side by side. That really was the one. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Are you amazed sometimes how some guys look like they could f- look like they can't fight and then can totally fight? Yeah, that's one thing I learned early. Like, you know, looks are, you know, if a guy looks strong for the most, look, there you go. Right. Oh, wow. That's wild. <laughs> They're identical. That is very <laughs> Virtually. similar. Virtually identical. <laughs> that is very similar, bro. Yeah, a lot of times, like, you'll see a, a stringy, lanky guy, not a lot of muscle definition, and then you get on the mat with him, and you like, guy's incredibly strong, <laughs> you know, or you'll see a, a guy who's got huge muscles, and, and then you go with him, and you're like, this guy's not really that strong. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that's for show. I mean, most of the time, a guy looks big and strong. He, he, he is, but that's like, it doesn't transfer over to grappling and fighting. He might be able to lift a lot more weights than you, but like functional squeezing and, and, and technical stuff, it's not the same. Right. Yeah. That Do one you, punch is still there. Like, if a guy's really big, he's probably going to have a good shot. Yeah. But uh, it won't last long, and, and then... The muscles don't translate when you grapple. What was like, did you have like a, do you have like a, ever have like a plan when you first started to have like a finishing move, you know? Dude, honestly, I I trained my whole career just to finish any way I can with strikes, submissions. I I, I never once game plan to go to the judges or win round by round. I just fight. I, I, most of my fights, I've, I've never really had a solid game plan. Really? I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. I just like to fight. You like to fight? Yeah, I just like to fight. So for you, it's like you're just, you get a feeling you're, you are in a fight. Right. So if the guy kicks a lot, we kind of prepare for that, but I'm not putting together crazy stuff that, that, you know, we just get ready for a lot of kicks. Or if the guy boxes well, we, we do a little bit extra boxing, but I don't, I don't, I know some coaches go crazy with game plans. Like we're going to jab and then we're going to put him against the fence and take him down. And like, I never done that. Right. Just fight. And hopefully opportunities present themselves and I capitalize. And I kind of trust myself in combat. I've been, like I said, uh, this is going to be my 40th fight with Nate Diaz. I've got a lot of time in there, you right. know, in, in that. Right, in that, yeah. It just, in that, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Is it fucking violent, bro, when they close that shit up? Have you ever heard them like, does it make a sound when they close the cage door? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It, it's metal. The, the, you hear the metal. <laughs> it's so scary, bro. <laughs> Dog, I will fucking look for a trap I'm door. Sure, I'm sure like the same thing when you're on stage at a, at a comedy show, like the, all the lights are on you, right? So the crowd yeah. looks really dark. Yeah. So it's like that in the cage. It it's really? like it's really light, light up. Everything's lit up and you kind of look at through the fence. You can't really see anything out that much. Damn. You know, you see like the first row, but yeah, it's yeah. just like yeah, oh, spotlights wow. yeah, on you. Yeah, that's really similar. That's crazy. Yeah. So then you're just in there. You just and you can can you see to do some guys is like can you tell when a guy is lasered in and can you almost see when you look in a dude's eyes in the ring like can you feel if you think he's been training hard if he's been focused does all that kind of come into that moment or is it still it's different for everybody some guys are like that they're looking at you and they're really intense and, and all that and you get in there and you whip their ass and then they you know but some guys don't want to make eye contact they're kind of staying to themselves and then the, the bell rings and they're maniacs trying to trying to take you out right. Everybody's different. I think it's more of a personality and personality thing. When you're fighting, are you looking somebody in the eyes, or are you? Is it is it more of this kind of 
this wider kind of view that's going on or yeah. something? I mean, eye contact is made for sure, but I'm kind of uh, like all my senses are engaged. I'm just kind of the whole picture I'm, I'm, I'm seeing. Yeah. And are you at this point in your career, are you thinking or is a lot more of it like rea- it's just natural? It's a flow almost. You know, it's just a flow. The only times I really start to think a lot is um, in positions like against the fence. If we're both clenched right. up or, or like I get a takedown and we're on top, we have like moments of clarity in there where things kind of slow down. I'm just like, yeah. oh shit, I can hear Joe Rogan talking right now. He's right there. Wow. Yeah. But then it goes back to the to the craziness. Um, I, I don't feel like you have time to think, you know. You're doing what, you, what you're trained to do. There's, there's a tiny bit of thinking, but if I can explain it to you, think about this. If you're driving on the interstate. Right. And And – and somebody slams the brakes and you see red lights, do you say, I need to hit my brakes now too? No, you, no it's too late. You, you you know, you don't have time to think. You yeah. just do it. That's kind of what fighting is. A guy punch at, I don't say, well, there's the punch. I'm going to slip it and, and counter. You just do it. You know, I'm just like hitting the brake. I just do it. I've done it so many times. It's muscle memory in my brain and, and it's just what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel more comfortable in a fight than say like, like what's something you would feel like uncomfortable in? Um... Uh, speaking in front of a lot of people, I guess, would probably be a, a big one. Right. Um, You'd rather like be the thought. A... I, once I'm doing it, I wouldn't probably have a problem, but the thought of doing it yeah. is like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so you'd rather be in a fight than be in a public speaking? Yeah, fighting. I mean, oh, damn, yeah. That's fucking crazy to me, man. <laughs> the absolute last thing I would ever want to fucking be in is a fight. Bro. Dude, I'd rather fist fight a kangaroo than, than go do a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what's next is going to be a league that travels around and it's going to be men fighting animals, dude. What about 40 foxes? You think you could fight 40 foxes? 40? Baker's dozen, I guess. Give a good <laughs> shot at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's take another call that came in. For sure. Theo, huge fan, brother. I wanted to ask that. I'm a huge fan. I live in uh, Youngsville, Louisiana, so uh, not far from it. One, uh, what's your favorite place to eat at here in the Lafayette area? And don't say Dino's because I know that's your boy. And then <laughs> second, I mean, I know you have the Diamond Training Center, but I was curious as to, you know, I guess future business opportunities that you were maybe looking into establishing here in the Lafayette area post-MMA career. So killing it. Love y'all. Yeah, man. What's up? What's up? Yeah, dude. I live in Youngsville. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. I'm always at the Rouse's and... Uh, I love Rouse's, bro. Oh, dude. It's a spot. Dude, Rouse's is the best, man. Yeah. Out, yeah, Rouse's has everything. And you think it's not going to be good when it first opened up. I was like, this shit's all just going to be like... But it's good, though. No, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I missed it, man. And when I, I was in Florida for a while and I haven't been back to Louisiana and then I fought in New Orleans and yeah. there's that Rouse's right by the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. That was so awesome, man, to just walk back in there and smell that smell that crawfish in the air yeah they got everything in there right but uh i i like uh prejean's and karen crow uh, i like that spot but he's right dino's is good pizza man my buddy owns that place um i don't know what business ventures i'm gonna i have the diamond training center but that's like i don't make money with that that's just a gym a private gym i have where local guys come we open the door train clean yeah. the mats and just have fun training <clears throat> um but i really like beer maybe i'll do something with some beer uh, i um i don't know man we'll see i got a cool idea for uh a TV show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I travel around and and train at gyms and go to local places to eat. Oh, that sounds yeah, really yeah. Cool, I, I, I got it up here, man. I just nobody's done yeah, that, yeah. man. That'd be dope. Hell yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it would be called, man. It'd be called Food Fight. 
Ooh. Oh, I like, I like <laughs> that, bro. Yeah. Bro, off the beaten path places, too, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, shit, you got to catch with your face to eat it. You know what I'm saying? Know? Yeah, 40 yeah. foxes, bro. Right. We <laughs> might have to cut, At least this, cut this part out so it's no one's. Oh, yeah, so idea. you keep your idea, too. <laughs> yeah. We might have to take, that should be all the, over. It really will, man. Yeah. Poop bike's a great idea, actually. I want to do, like, so say I go to Louisiana. We, we go to a boxing gym then we go to some local spots or we go to new orleans i go to i got a bunch of buddies who have gyms like any gym in the u.s like mm-hmm. i'll be able to get into yeah you know just because i've been fighting so long and i know so many people yeah but i'd like to do like what's around that city like if i go to philly we'll go to a bunch of boxing gyms then we'll hit a bunch of cool spots right and, and kind of learn the gym story and yeah. then some restaurants around their story i like that you know and what it's like what at what guys that are training what mma guys are eating what ufc guys are eating you know like well i'd like it to be like not not so much the healthy stuff, uh-huh. but like the local spots that only these guys who who live at this gym and train there know about. Right, like yeah, yeah, to keep it grassroots. Yeah. Um, do you? Uh, do, is there a lot of pride from your area? Do there's a lot oh, of support for you, dude? And, and cr- it's amazing. I mean, you know how Louisiana gets behind sporting events or, or oh, yeah. athletes, dude. Like LSU or anything. That's one thing I can say about Louisiana that I miss being away is like Louisiana supports Louisiana. Yeah, like like uh, yeah yeah. Any, any, if you're from Lafayette, everybody's behind you. Everybody loves you. Um, you know, it, it's a good feeling to have that sense of community. Yeah, yeah. Especially over there where you guys are. Like my area is more like just rural white kids. Like our area was just kind of white and black. It was, you know, we had some rednecks, but we didn't have a lot of like, you know, where you guys are. I feel like everything is a fucking recipe. You know what I'm saying? For like sure, everything. Man. Like if water floods in the house, then that's soup. You know, you know, it's like it's just that kind of place. You For know? sure, yeah, yeah. And and family is like, and family's super important in Louisiana. That's another thing, right? Like people don't care. Like their dreams and stuff are important, but some people's dream, their whole dream, is just to spend time with their family. Yeah, and that's beautiful in in itself, man. Yeah, but I think that's just the culture there. Like in in Lafayette, the area I'm from is Cajun country. You know, yeah. that's where all the Acadians are. Oh um, yeah, you know, so it's just a really good group of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, that area, that area is a lot of fun and a lot of good people from over there. No too. doubt about it. A lot of good food. A lot of athletes too. Yeah, for sure. A lot of great high school football. Yep. Um, yeah, man, I miss Louisiana, dude. I miss it. I, I love Nashville too. Have you been to Nashville? Never been to Nashville. Oh, bro, Nashville's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have like the same kind of. It's more like kind of fancy South a little bit, but it has. Uh, I mean, there's some fucking just. I mean, it just still has like a lot of like uh, family first type of stuff. You right, know, right. that's why like, when I get out here, I'm just like, I feel like everybody, I don't know. Family's not as important, you know? Yeah. But I think it's just because it's more of a city and it's just more of a place where people come to work. It's business. It's business. Yeah, yeah. It's business out here, man. It's not, yeah, and, and Lafayette, dude, or Louisiana in general, like everybody's, like I said, supports local. If you go into a bar and there's Louisiana beer, that's what people are ordering and drinking. You yeah. Know, if there's home homegrown Louisiana food, that's what they're ordering. That's what they you know? want. Yeah, it's just, I, I like that. I like yeah. that. Do you uh do you feel do people like do you get a lot of hard heads that come at you because you're a fighter that want to take on Poirier? I don't put myself in those kind of positions, honestly. Right. I don't go to like bars really and, and stuff like that's that that, that, that much. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Probably out drinking and stuff, it would happen a lot, but that never happened. More on Twitter. Yeah. There's a lot of tough guys on the internet. <laughs> Instagram know, and Twitter. The internet's fucking filled with idiots, yeah, bro. bro. <laughs> Knuckleheads, man. That'd be another Not show. in person, never. No, never no, in never. person, bro. Never. Oh, it's the worst. Was there ever an injury that you like where you hit a guy where you were like, Oh man, this is like you almost like you didn't feel like you knew it was part of the fight, but you're like, Oh fuck. I feel bad about that. No, never. No. No. That's not it. No. It's not part of it. No, it can't be. Right. Mm-mm. So so there's if, no room for that, man. There's no room for that in. No, it. when I get in there, yeah. I, I'm I'm 
that goes back to like me saying I'm not looking to, to ink out rounds and win a decision. When I get in there and the bell rings, yeah. I'm trying to finish you or you're going to finish me. It's like that's all it is to it. This is combat. Right. You know. And how hard – so how hard is it now to have that patience to wait for that Diaz fight, to wait like – you know, because that's like I – mean, that's – it's just – you know, I feel like it's it would just stress you. It, it, it is, but I'm honestly a little proud of myself, man. When I was younger, this would have felt like the end of the world. Oh my right. God, this was such a huge fight. It's not coming together. What what am I going to do? My everything's falling, things falling apart. apart. Oh my God! Now I'm just like ah, it's just more time. Yeah, it's just everything happens for a reason. If they want the fight, it'll come back together. If not, we'll move on. But we're in a good spot, and yeah, there's know. only a couple guys left you can fight. Right, and and. Just take it in stride, man. I'm gonna get my. I just want to not be in pain. You know? Yeah. I just, I just like I said, I have people depending on me, and I need to give myself the best shot at at being a world champion. And to do that, I need to be healthy and be able to train like I need to train. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Cormier is from Louisiana. Do you guys ever same communicate high school? Or no? Really? Yeah. Yeah. We we talk all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a big. I never met him. He's a big guy. Probably. Not much taller than me. He's round. He's round. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. He's he seemed like an ottoman. You ever try to? You ever have an ottoman? You try to push an ottoman over, and you can't really get it over. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about the oh, thing yeah, you oh, put yeah. your feet on. Uh -huh. I feel like it would be like a like three ottomans, so it's just like stacked on top of each yeah. other, man. Yeah. Is he a pretty cool guy? Real cool. He Real seems cool really, really cool, yeah. man. Um, does uh, do you talk to other guys? Like, say, like you're gonna fight Diaz. Will you talk to other guys that have fought him? Um, if there's somebody in my camp who's fought him, then we will talk, but I don't go, I don't go like searching, you know, or, or trying to find somebody's input. Yeah. Yeah. But if like, like I said, if there's somebody at the gym who's fought him, uh, they'll give me some input. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, do you, uh, do you like when you're envisioning it, are you just thinking about the fight? Do you like, do you have any like mental stuff where you like envision like after the fight? Um, like, do you have any sort of like, uh, I guess stuff where you kind of like go through things in your head kind of or what's some of your procedure yeah um you know fight week i think uh, i try to focus a lot on being in the moment like tomorrow is going to come mm. like you know sunday after the fights i'm going to go home to my family everything's going to be uh, okay but i just need to focus on right now yeah you know, not yesterday not tomorrow i just need to be right now in the moment be aware of everything be okay with myself be just it's a weird feeling but but I, I know how i need to feel and i know my mindset how it needs to be that's a huge part of fighting is mindset yeah. it took me a long time to realize that really yeah it's i mean the biggest weapon you can have wow yeah and so do you see it on some of the younger guys now you're like oh i used to be just like that all the time how all funny the time. is that yeah all the time man i'm like just hearing stuff not not only the way they act in practice but some of the stuff they say yeah i'm like man what a knucklehead <laughs> yeah you know? Dude, that's one thing. It's it's kind of interesting how like as you get as you get more up in your field or as you spend more time in it, yeah. Just looking back and being like, man, especially when you said like, oh, I would have thought that that was the end of the world. And everything was. I can remember when yeah, I was a young was. fighter. I lost a fight or got hurt in practice or something didn't come together. Or our sponsor fell through the way. I, I didn't think it was gonna come. And, and like, I thought it was the end. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my god, this is such a huge. What am I gonna do? This is, it matters so much. And man, you know, I'm a fighter. I, this having a daughter has helped me a lot. Put put things into perspective. Really, fighting is just something I do. I love it, and right. I'm passionate about it, and I'm addicted to it, and I want to be the best in the world. Right. But at the end of the day, that's just fighting, man. Right. I'm a father. Right. And uh, she has a life, and and I'm a husband and a son. Like that stuff. It took me a long time to realize that, but mm. that stuff is is and 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 looking at it this way, yeah, caring less, yeah. giving you know, caring less about uh, fighting. I feel like I'm a better fighter now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's powerful, man. It took me a long time to realize that, man. That's powerful stuff. And do you think some of that stuff is just 
stuff that comes with age. Yeah, I'm Dustin Poirier. Right. Fighting is just something I do. Right. Right. And 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 I know that now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bad motherfucker though. I know that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking wild, bro. Imagine waking up in the morning and being a bad motherfucker. I could never imagine. Every morning. <laughs> know, dude. Never goes Every away. Every morning, bro. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. Fuck, dude. I want to fight Nick. <laughs> 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 um when you uh after the fight is there something i was thinking about this man like it's so rare like in my life that i have things physically that make me feel like alive after a fight whether you win or lose i was looking at some pictures of you after a fight one of them you had like a like uh, i think you might have had a crutch or something i mean i don't even know or you were sitting on a table or something just some couple different pictures and i was like man and i couldn't tell if you'd won or lost the fights right mm -hmm. I, I didn't even know which fights they were from but i was just like fuck he looks so alive like there must is there something that just like to get to get in front of well i guess any fight if nobody's watching it's just so pure combat one-on-one -on -one, man yeah. on man just you know fighting to the finish nobody's jumping in it's just you you guys are going to handle this business and somebody's going to get beat up yeah and uh that's so pure and like after you go through that it's almost spiritual you know after a fight that's it's like it's almost like. spiritual like i just i'm a i elevated my life i walk away from fights like i'm a different person i have a different view of the world like it's it's, it's weird man it really is i can, I can, it's, dude, I can and it's a rush that. i can only get from that right yeah win lose or draw the next day i get on that airplane to go home or to go wherever we're going and, and i just feel like i just went through a spiritual journey you know and that's win lose or draw you feel that same kind of you yeah. have that same moment mm -hmm. where wow i went through I, I, you know winning is is obviously the best thing. it's yeah. like a trip or something like you're tripping yeah. you can have a good trip or a bad trip yeah obviously losing is the you're on a bad trip right but it's just that it's just a high that you're on and you can only get it from that and uh and it's just it's, it's a crazy thing to do man i could imagine it seems yeah it would almost be like taking a drug or something and, and back in the day like i, I was saying about innocence i, I kind of missed that innocence there wasn't as much on the line i was just fighting for the love of fighting yeah. now there's bills on the line and gotta get home healthy to my daughter none right. of that stuff was in my mind as a young fighter yeah. it was just you know let's bleed yeah you know let's put on a show damn for 500 bucks let's just hope nobody dies <laughs> crazy <laughs> but now it's like uh so much on the line every time i step in there yeah and it's it's spiritual yeah yeah it seems like that it seemed like it would almost be like a native yeah it almost seems like yeah it made me wonder when i look at that kind of stuff and i just look at the pictures after i was like man it seemed like no matter what i i couldn't tell if you won or lost or whatever it was but what if yeah you would learn something about yourself you know yeah you you like they say, uh, adversity introduces a man to himself. Yeah. So when you win, you, you learn the whole camp. But when you lose, you learn a lot about who you are, too. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I've lost five times in my professional career. Yeah, what have you learned, man? I mean, were there... Were I, there... I, I feel like every time I've lost, I've made huge adjustments and explored those reasons I've lost. And uh, I've always learned from it. Really? Yeah, every time, every single time. So you'll go back and even look at, like, okay, this specific moment or two that uh, contributed to the loss. And you'll learn... and and. And you'll become more aware specifically of that, you feel like? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And whether it was, if it was a, a technical thing I did wrong, then I go back and work on, on ways to round that out and make everything smoother, not get in that position again. But uh, sometimes it's mental, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The kicks piss me off, dude. I don't like when people kick that much. <laughs> I don't like dick kicks. Really? Yeah. People do that? No, I mean, not supposed to, but it happens. Really? Oh, yeah. Are there people out there that just do it just that's I, part I, of their I, goal? I, there's probably people out there who do it to get a breather, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get one warning, right? <laughs> yeah. Bang. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. oh, I'll fucking burn that bitch. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'll burn that bitch at the start of the second right. round. It's like a free time out in there. A guy <laughs> throw a dick kick. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's run up and both kick each other in the dick real fast and take a break. You get a five minute, uh, <laughs> five minute break, man. Uh, and there's no timeouts or anything. No, of course not. Fuck. Yeah. That's Once so the bell wild. rings, you go. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You go. And do you, um, is there like a moment in the fight? Say if like a, a fight goes five rounds, right? If it goes through all of them. Uh-huh. Is there a moment, like, is there usually like kind of a flow to a fight or is it different every time? There, like if it goes five rounds, like if it, there's definitely different rhythms yeah. in, in fights. You know, um, you kind of know. After, well, me from fighting so long and, and having so many fights, like I know how I'm feeling in the fight, how we're matching up, what I'm doing, what I need to switch, things like that. Um, but every fight's different, man. Every fight is a different. Damn. Different With that, thing. Uh, between three and five round fights, are you pacing yourself more in the five, or are you full speed? I think my last three or four fights have all been five rounds scheduled for five, mm-hmm. and I fight the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, I prepare differently. I try to get there a little bit lighter so I'm not cutting as much weight. So, like, the fatigue doesn't set in over the, you know, dehydration and stuff doesn't mess me up if we do go four or five rounds. Um, but I, I I fight from bell to bell, whether it's three rounds or five. When you, it's so, it's different seeing you, like, some of your more recent fights and your beginning fights. It's so different. Do you yeah. notice that when you watch them? Oh, for sure. Big time. And I was a maniac. I was just throwing punches and... Eyes closed, swinging for the fences. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One's like watching almost a kid, and one is more like watching a man. Do you notice that when you see him? Yeah, and I and it is that I grew up in this sport, so there's there's fights of me be, being a kid, and there's fights of me being a professional fighter, uh, feeding his family. You know? That's wild. Yeah. Um, do we have any more questions, Nick? That came yeah, in? yeah. There's a couple more. They're kind of silly, but let's take right. one, and then I just have one more question, and we'll probably be able to. All right. Oh, I had uh, one more actually. Is um, are there fights that you've had that were like on a card, but they weren't like pro fights that on your record, like in Louisiana, like just in a bar in a cage? <clears throat> so uh, everywhere's different, um, and I didn't know that till I got out out of Louisiana. Um, in Florida, you have to have like they, they can't knee to the head, and you can't all, all kind of weird. You have to have bigger gloves, and you have to wear shin pads if you're an amateur. So I have nine fights in Louisiana that aren't on my pro record that are pro fights wow right yeah the same rules yeah small gloves knees you know some of them where you're allowed to elbow so i those just aren't on my record yeah until till i and i've never really been out of louisiana but until i started traveling for fighting really yeah so getting on a plane to go fight somebody like damn first time on a plane is pretty crazy you know it's like the military it's like vietnam it's like a lot of people the first time they got on a plane was just to go fight somebody you know <laughs> damn but yeah here's our uh last question then i was wondering arguably the greatest fight of all time fighting this weekend Artem how do you think you must have been guessing? thank you and good luck <laughs> so for those that are only listening he asked uh with the greatest fighter of all time artem lobov coming up fighting the next weekend how does dustin think you would uh, do against him the, if you want to give a little background on the Art- goat artem lobov <laughs> is uh one of conor mcgregor's training partners uh <laughs> i'm looking forward to watching him fight man how would i match up against him i would stop him <laughs> but uh who do you like to watch fight uh, i like to watch Fighters, fighters, guys like Nate Diaz. I like watching him fight. His yeah. bro- his brother, um, Nick Diaz. Yeah, I like yeah. I like watching both of them. Eddie Alvarez, you know, yeah. just Justin Gaethje. Some some of the guys that I fought are really fun guys. That's the, that's why I take those fights. So guys who I like to watch fight, it excites me. That's the kind of fights I want to be part of. So really? that's why I, I fight a lot of those guys. Yeah. 
Dang, dude. So now how many fights will you get presented that you will be, and you might be like, ah, oh, not for me. It happens a good bit probably then. Guys, um, I want to take a not, shot at you. Not as much as, as you think. Really? Yeah. It's not like they send me a, a list of five names and say, here's a, here, pick a guy. Yeah. It's just kind of comes together at times. Right. You know, like, hey, this guy, um, it seems like it's a decent matchup and he's going to be willing to fight. It just comes down to um, timing. Hmm. He, he, he wants to fight this month. You said you'll be ready to fight this month. You want to do this, yes or no? That, kind of that thing. Wow. It's not like I have a, a choice that that often, but I'll ask for certain people. Yeah. And then that's when they make it happen. And do you, so say if some come in, will you like, uh, do you decide immediately usually? What's your process? Do you kind of take a beat? When they call me with a fight, I call my coaches. I say, hey, what do you think about this matchup? And then we take the fight. Yeah. Yeah. I've never turned down one. You haven't? No. Wow. Pretty fascinating. You got this, uh, they got that Cormier Lewis fight coming up. Yeah, the Black Beast. <laughs> Dude, it sounds fucking crazy. I can't even believe they're going to let these guys fucking fight each other. Dude, and, and they're, Daniel, they're both taking it pretty pretty uh, quick. You know? Yeah. Lewis just fought, and Daniel was probably. He fought two months ago at, at most. Yeah. Yeah. Does, um, what, what happens in that? What is a negative about taking a fight quickly? The good thing is these guys are heavyweights, so they're not going to be far off. You know, they, they can weigh whatever up to 265 pounds. So they're not going to have to cut weight for me. It would be a scramble because I'm obviously going to be a lot heavier than I would be after a whole training camp. So okay. I'd have a lot of weight to cut. You got to go in there and cut it up. Oh yeah. That'd be really bad. You know? Um, but you don't get time to train for the opponent. Yeah. You know, you don't get a lot of those sparring rounds and a lot of mat time that preparing for a specific style. There's lots of downfalls to taking short fights like that. What do you see happening in the uh, in the Lewis Cormier fight? I think Daniel's going to take him down. I mean, he's not going to take the risk of throwing punches with a real heavyweight. You know, Daniel's a a big guy, but Lewis is a lot bigger. Yeah, and uh, he's known for knocking people out. I think Daniel's going to wrestle him. Yeah, yeah. So if you got a guy that's trying to knock you out, you gotta you gotta slow him down usually. Then yeah, or. You can break it down and try to counter punch him, and there's, there's, I mean, there's so many things you can do. Were you right-handed or left-handed when you were a kid? Right-handed. And are you both-handed now? You yeah, think? I, I use both hands for different things, but I fight left-handed now. Really? Yeah. Fuck, bro. That's crazy, dog. I realize, like, if I'm, I notice that if I'm like do like hopscotch, I start on my left foot. <laughs> yeah. I notice that. Yeah. I can go right, but mostly I'm more left, yeah. man. Yeah, I just don't have that many athletic skills. Like a sprint, you would start with the. If a sprint, I think I would start. I wouldn't sprint anymore. Okay, yeah, <laughs> me either, man. My hip. <laughs> yeah, I would shut it down. Um, if the so the stem cells, you'll know in three weeks. Then, well, I think I'll know before. They said I'll I'll be able to go back to training in mm -hmm. three weeks. I'll know before then. I'll know how I'm feeling like in, within a week of the shots. Right. Yeah. They're also doing synovial fluid. So my joint is, is going to be, you know, lubricated. Okay. Getting the oil changed, dog. That's it, huh? Yeah. So, dude, and that's just, now, do you just really need enough to be able to get to that fight? Is that kind of how you think about it? Well, they told me, uh, I mean, yeah, as long as I can have a healthy training camp and then fight, whatever happens after that just happens. That's kind of my mindset, but I want to do the right things. And they told me that this could be anywhere from eight months relief yeah. to a year and a half. It's hard to tell. Everybody's different. Okay, so this is kind of like, I remember I got a part of my disc taken out once, and they give you like the same thing they give women when they're pregnant. They give them um, epidurals, right? And so that would make it so then totally like my back would be fine for like six to eight months. And then it would uh, it would just get kind of bad again, but yeah. maybe it's similar. This is a, a little bit different, I think. Yeah, maybe it's not even similar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's take one more question, man, and then we'll shut it down. Yo, what's up, baby girl? This is uh, Eric calling from uh, Denver, Colorado. And I saw you got uh, that bad boy, the Diamonds, on your show. And I got a question for him. Sorry, I'm talking kind of fast. I've been 
I'm doing some drugs. Um, <laughs> cocaine. But, uh, yeah, my question is, uh, what was the craziest street fight he's ever seen or been a part of? And, uh, Theo, I think I know yours. It was when you got, a uh, when you, you know, ran into the head button champ and oh, yeah. it didn't, uh, go your way. But, uh, Theo, take care and, uh, I'll try and stop doing, uh, cocaine soon. So. All right, boys. Yeah, take care. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck stopping doing cocaine, bro. Oh, man. I haven't been part of a street fight. And to answer that question, I haven't been part of a street fight, and I don't know how long. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. That's uh, I'm off the clock. Yeah. yeah, yeah Did yeah. you ever see any, though? Have you ever seen some real wild ones? Dude, last one that I could think of that I've been in mm-hmm. was uh, one Mardi Gras down in Lafayette, Louisiana. I was at my brother's house, and it was like a street party. You know, the whole everybody's out on the street, and my wife was leaning over a fence talking to somebody mm-hmm. and then guys from next door came over and like bent over her back while she was bending over and put his hand on her stomach mm. and like started talking in her ear mm-hmm. and then uh bro you just yeah. saw red huh yeah I-, I ripped him off i had a buddy of mine who fights he started dropping this other guy's people left and right dude i mean <laughs> dude 100 percent. every shot that landed 100%. everybody fell 100%. He shot 100% from the field that night. <laughs> uh, then I, I started punching this guy, and then he he had a lot more friends than we did. And uh, my brother is not a fighter, so he, he didn't run. <laughs> he didn't run out of the house to come fight, but it was just like people were fighting he everywhere. Was refereeing, though. yeah. And I ended up getting my back up against a car because they were jumping. Damn. I was like, yeah, and I got hit with a bunch of uppercuts. It was crazy, man. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras things. Mardi Gras is fun, though. Yeah, yeah. Anything can happen at Mardi Gras, dude. Yeah. I love that, dude. My buddy, uh, some guy slept in his truck all night one year. Um, I slept in a portal that one time in New Orleans, man. I didn't have a place, yeah. Oh, like a porta potty? Or, yeah. Oh, or- I mean, the seat was down, but yeah. <laughs> That's like the Ritz-Carlton compared yeah. to where some people sleep out there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it gets a little deep out there, man. Mardi Gras. Dude, I love, that's one thing I do miss about Mardi Gras, man. Everybody would drink all day and anything could happen. Yeah. You could start a family. You could start a fire. <laughs> you could start a family. You could start a fight. <laughs> anything could happen at Mardi Gras, man. You'd end up with all kind of strange people. Yeah. I miss that stuff, man. I think some of what I miss really is just being young, you know, and not having those responsibilities. Like, dude, I remember when I was young, I would take a, you could take a nap and if you, like, you didn't care how long it was. You didn't set an alarm. No. Like, fuck it, bro. Yeah. I'm going to sleep. I might wake up tomorrow. Don't even matter. Yeah, don't even matter. And now it's just like everything is more just, uh, I guess, adult, you know? But I guess that's part of growing up. Um, well, man, we wish you the best of luck, dude. Thank you so much for coming in, bro. This is really, really cool. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, man. Uh, wish you the best of luck, man. We, uh, we're going to try and come out and, uh, and see one of those fights. That'd be dope, man. If you're ever back in Louisiana anytime soon, dude, hit me up. Yeah. And I'll show you a good time. Yeah. We'll, we'll eat some boudin crackling. Dude, I'll come over there and do something, bro. Do something strange. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'll eat some fucking fox. I'll bring some fox meat. You know? <laughs> Fight some kangaroos. Well, they had a couple brothers that lived by me when I was in Baton Rouge. They were always grilling dove outside of my apartment. Dove. Yeah. And they, I go out there, dude, and these two black dudes are always cooking dove, dude. And I don't usually eat peaceful birds, you right. know? No, right. <laughs> but then one day I was like, I'll fucking have some, man. And it was good. Keep it the violent birds most of the time, right? Oh, dude, I'll fuck a toucan up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some toucan kebabs. Oh, bro, forget about it. <laughs> no. uh, Dustin Poirier, the diamond. Uh, best of luck in this upcoming fight, man. I hope you heal up soon. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this piece of mind I found I can feel it 
gonna take a little time for me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild Well, thanks for watching that video right there. That was a beautiful little segment, I think. But of course, I'm partisan to myself. But you can move on to another video right now. You can check on this video or on this video. That's two different options. And you can also subscribe to the channel. Check on a new video. Subscribe to the channel. Check, subscribe, check, 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 subscribe, subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.